What's going on, hockey fans? Peter from YHH here. We're doing our final Her Ice episode of the season. I know Todd's making a uh, crying face at me. I feel the same way, Toddler. Uh, we're going to break down the Class A and Class AA title games, offer some thoughts on the state tournaments, uh, make some predictions for Miss Hockey and the Senior Goalie of the Year, and close it out with three questions. Enjoy the show. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bouncing master Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool It's that time of year, Todd. It's that it, time of year. It is. We have reached the, the summit of the mountain, if you no! will. We have reached where we can reach no further. No! But... You know what? On the other side of it, too, I think there was a lot of people didn't think we were going to get this far. I know. Here we are. Can you believe that it's over? Um, I don't want to say the word over. I think the, I don't want to say the word relief. But, hey, folks, in case you're just jumping in, uh, first time you've uh, listened to us, this is Her Ice. Uh, this is our 12th episode of season number three. Uh, it's where you just heard Peter Odney and myself, Todd Houck. We discuss topics on girls. Uh, hockey high school here in the state of Minnesota. We chat about players, and we're going to focus today especially on those state tournament as we just got done with an um, unbelievable weekend uh, as we did the, the craziest thing I think that's ever been done in state tournament history. But before that, let's give a quick shout-out to our, our sponsor, the Minnesotan, as uh, high school season has now come to an end. Uh, all my golfers out there probably looking for that brand-new shirt, that nice polo shirt they can wear on the course. And definitely check out downtown Wise, um, White Bear Lake's finest uh, <laughs> store, the Minnesota, to get that great uh, shirt. And if you mention YHH, get that 15% discount code. You can also order online using the discount yes. code YHH for 15% off. It was kind of cool seeing them during the tournament because, you know, they had the live viewing for the boys' games uh, and they had the big TV and people. Bear paw thaw. Yeah, so that was pretty cool seeing that. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, check out the Minnesota if you can, uh, either online or in person you'll want to be there in person trust me i would want to go in person yep that's what you're gonna do all <laughs> right so we were unable to be at the rink watching the girls state tournament in person for the first time since 20 i think it's the first tournament weekend i've missed since 2015 yeah 2015 oh <sighs> I know, it's a bummer. It is a bummer, but you know what? We got through it, and so we're going to break down a couple of those games, and we were able to see it as we could see it with our eyes. Uh, we were able to, we did a kind of a different thing on the old YHH Twitter page where we had, you know, basically viewing, you know, just kind of watching us watch the games and respond and then have some conversations, which sometimes had a lot to do with the game and sometimes had absolutely nothing <laughs> whatsoever except just bought some time. But fill in space. But it did fill some space. But anyway, let's cut right to the chase. We could break down every game, but I think that's going to drive us uh, a little insane because the beauty of the girls' tournament was it wasn't, you know, three games in three days or three games in four for the single A's. They had that quarterfinal early. Uh, I think it was like the 26th or 27th. And then they played their, the semis on the first. So those girls had a full week. Um, and then it turns out uh, – that the Class A was victorious with Proctor Hermitone beating Gentry 3-2 to two in a unbelievable, super exciting two-overtime battle. Super exciting. So let's break down, down a little bit without, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody out there saw it. So let's just chat a little bit about what Peter saw, what I saw. Um, first of all, obviously, the, the greatest part was it was the Alyssa Watkins with the overtime winner in the second yeah. overtime on a, on a gorgeous pass to pass. 
you know, it finally got past the goaltender. And so, um, and that would be, I can't think of her name now. Oh, Bartizal. Bartizal. Yeah, Riley Bartizal. So the Proctor Hermantown winning the championship. So it's phenomenal for that program. What are some key moments of that game, Peter, that, that kind of stood out for you? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Key, well, other than the overtime game winner, uh, the goal by Aurora Opsal. To t- so, Gentry. Let me let me let me adjust my uh, adjust my microphone. Oh, that sounds so much better. <laughs> uh, so Gentry took not an early lead, but Karasajevic scored. Uh, looked like Gentry. They weren't going to run away with it, but they looked really really good. And the goal that Sajevic scored, it looked like something she could replicate over and over and over again. And she did do it one more time. But Aurora Opsal scored, and. Yeah, the chip is in. Oh, cool. Just want to make sure. (laughs) Uh, Aurora Opsal from Proctor Hermantown scored a minute and three seconds after Sajovic did. Without Opsal's goal, I don't know if Proctor Hermantown comes back. I think it was really, really important for the Mirage to tie the game right away and go into the second period tied one-to-one. Sajovic did score again in the second period on kind of the same walk out from the corner and just rip a shot from the dot. But uh, Izzy Fairchild tied the game midway through the third period, setting the stage for Watkins' Watkins's double overtime heroics. Yes. No, I'm, I'll go through the, the Opsal answer, if I would, because Aurora was, you know, because, again, I think not only did that tie the game, and I, but I think it also gave them a lot of confidence and booster saying we can skate with them. I think there was a lot of press beforehand, talking about this Gentry squad being fast, being talented, being across the board. They got so yeah. many scores on the team, so many point getters. How can they do? You know, Proctor's got one really, really good line, and they spread it out a little bit during the tournament, so that was good for them. But, again, that was the answer. And then I think another key moment of the of this game itself was where, you know, Sajovic lost her cool in that second overtime. You know, she was yep. getting – she didn't – she was losing her space. Uh, Proctor Hermantone's really sticking to him, really tough defense on all the skaters for Gentry. And I think she got frustrated because she was getting pinched basically at mid-ice, and she kind of got up – Took a little swingy, and she had to sit down, and sure enough, that extra advantage skater uh, gave uh, the Mirage that extra skater, and then Alyssa was able to bang it home for the overtime winner. So that was yeah. another key point, I thought, in the game as well. Yeah, Proctor Hermantown going two for two on the power play. Gentry Academy going one for five. I suppose you could give a big shout-out to uh, goaltender Abby Pajari for the Mirage for helping keep high-powered Gentry down. She Downer was. than they had been all season. No, Pajari, uh, Pajari she played uh, extremely well the entire tournament. She only gave up just the, the three goals. She gave up one to Warroad in the semifinals, and then um, you know she gave up the two to that high-octane offense of uh, of Gentry. So, I mean, obviously, from a goalie perspective, that helps having that full week off. I mean, mm-hmm. that helped a lot. If you're going back-to-back-to-backs, yeah. you know, from a goalie perspective, if you get one of those 57 <laughs> save games, you're going to be tired the next day, but uh, from a skater's perspective. Yeah. But. And I think Gentry also benefited from having that week off, too, because they were missing three of their best players. Well, three – I don't know if – I don't know if uh, the goalie was their typical starter, but no, the missing, sisters all. Yeah, two of their top scoring defenders for that first game against River Lakes, um, getting a week to quarantine and finish off their quarantine, and then be able to come back. I think that was a big boost for the Stars. Big Rather boost. Stars, so uh, again, congratulations to the Mirage uh, as they went through and they finished the season twenty-one and zero. So that's a, a miraculous, and then I guess the state championship for Emma Stauber, a former Mirage player. Uh, Graduate, so that's very cool for her to return, kind of like the the double A, where you get the same scenario. Uh, a graduate is now guiding that team back to state, 
and being victorious. So, again, congratulations to the Mirage and I, Emma Stauber. I think it was their first state championship appearance because they always seem to lose in the semifinals. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, because they're always getting beat out in the in that. So, yeah, so kudos to them. Also, just don't forget about the fact is that uh, Kara Sedjevic, folks, she is for real. I mean, she has six yeah. goals in the tournament. She had... Two goals every game. I mean, so that's – it's one thing if you average two, but, I mean, she scored two. Yeah, Gentry, Gentry is losing two players, I think. Two? Could be. Uh, I think it's just two seniors. Not much, yeah. They have a very young – well, Sajovic's a ju- uh, sophomore, uh, as I yeah. cheated, and I saw that little stat here. <laughs> I click on the old internet that uh, sometimes is super fast here in Studio 1A. It's in other words, Gentry's going to be really, really good next year as well. If we did a too early top 10, I would probably put Gentry at number one. They have two seniors on their squad right now, Gentry. They've got uh, Audrey Jackson and then uh, Angelina Ruiz. Ruiz. Yep. So there's your two seniors. So yeah, they are. I knew I was. They are there. I knew I was close with All the right. two. All right. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit. We're going to jump up to the Class AA, uh, another group of super seniors. This one was almost like an all-star game with as many commitments and seniors. And uh, and this turned out to be kind of the, the battle that you're looking for. I wouldn't say, as me and Peter were getting ready for the show, you know, and after, you know, we watched it. And, I mean, it wasn't like the classic, oh, my gosh, this is the best hockey game I've seen in a long, <laughs> long time, like as great as the championship was last year. Yeah. But in in hindsight, though, it was still a classic battle between these two. The Dino was prevailing in a 2-1 victory over Andover to take the championship. Give Sammy Reber number not one, not two, not three, but number quattro. That's insane. Four state championships in five years and five straight state final games. Mm-hmm. And – there are some, I don't say haters out there, but they're the ones out there going, oh, my gosh, I'm so sick of Edina win, so sick of Edina. But Sammy was really overcome with emotion after this one. Like, you could tell when she was on the ice with those girls, you know, the, the whole year, I think, kind of really complements to, like, whatever whatever happened. You know, you, you're with us. I mean, she truly was with all four of those, you know, all their seniors, you know, Chorsky and, and Emma Connor, all four years. Yep. Those are her girls. That is her girls. That is her squad. And so – um, but anyway, so um, let's break that a little bit. How did Edina hold on and beat? We did not really think. I mean, mind you, first of all, that you know, a scoreless first period wasn't really surprised by that. I mean, the shots and goal was that was the eye popping piece there where Edina was outshot sixteen to two. That was pretty crazy. And Peter's going to mention what he thinks a key moment of that first period, if not the game, was was Uma stopping all sixteen Andover shots. I mean, sixteen shots in a period. You times that out by, you know, three periods, it's 48 shots. It's a pretty good total. So seeing 16 shots in the first, being able to stop them all and to get to that second period still tied at 0-0 paid massive dividends for Edina. And she never frowned. No, she never she did. The every smile every friggin' time the camera panned over to her, she's got the biggest smile on her face. Like, she's just happy to be there. Oh, my gosh. Always, always. But anyway, cool so the second see. period comes around, and then Edina scores right over by Barrett Lindborg. Uh, and then a little bit later, not very much longer, uh, Gabby Krause sneaks one in. So now it's now it's 1-1. This is the battle you're looking for. And then uh, who would have thunk that Lily Hendrickson scoring at the 545 mark of the second period was going to be your game winner? I know, crazy. We didn't have a goal in the third period. No. Uh, nice to see somebody other than a Jungles or a Connor or a Chorsky uh, scoring for Edina. The Here's the funny thing. Barrett Lindborg and Lily Hendrickson, not two names that you probably think about when you think Edina hockey, but they are both Division One commits. Lindborg is committed to the Ohio State University, and Lily Hendrickson is a Providence commit. 
But we got through the third period with no scoring. There's that big block shot by Emma Connor, uh, Miss Hockey finalist. She, I, I can't remember which Andover player had a chance at it, but a puck came through the slot. The Andover player caught it, was about to, and if she would have gotten that shot off, I, it probably would have gone in because Uma was so screened. But Emma Connor comes out of nowhere and throws her body in front of that shot. Pretty much, I would say, save the game for the Hornets. I would say so, yeah. You know, in that third period, and again, it's not like Andover was. I, I think they were throwing a little bit off their game. I think they, were, after a while, you're kind of like, gosh, we just cannot, I think mentally could not solve Uma. So sometimes maybe their shot selection was not the best. So, you know, there's the other side of it, too, where you're just shooting puck, you know, shots and shots and shots. Uma's making save, save, save. You're not reading the goalie going, is she, you know, she's stopping the low stuff. She's stopping high stuff. She's got a quick glove. You're just putting pucks in net. So yeah. the quality and the accuracy maybe not been there, which is usually a, a strong point of uh, Andover because they can score at will anytime mm-hmm. they want to, obviously with um, with the scoring points they've got. So that, I think, was part of the third period that Andover was frustrated and, and they just had no solution. I mean, shots were even. I mean, it wasn't like, but it was Edina obviously had early shots and then Andover was really peppering them at the, I'd say the last fourth of that game, yeah. of that period. So um, it... But it gives a, it gives a Hornet the the championship yeah. fourth in five years. I mean, one thing I thought was pretty cool is the you know the camera always looks for uh, kind of a balance between ecstasy of winning and the pain of defeat. And the camera panned over to Gabby Kraus, senior for Andover uh, UMD commit. Excuse me, gas oh, on oh. the air. I know I I couldn't get the headset off fast enough. Um, and she was smiling. She had this big grin on her face. She was just kind of like, all right, yeah, we made it. We're we're having a good time. It was just kind of fun to play. And that was nice to see that she wasn't totally broken up by it. You know, I think one of the biggest pieces, too, um, that I took from the tournament itself, and this is, a, you know, in the mixture, and again, it was, as I said in our, in our prelude a bit, this is a, one of those interesting tournaments which we've never seen before because – um, it really was a super Saturday where we had yeah. the girls playing early uh, and the guys playing late. I'd like to see that mixed up a little bit. I mean, that's the, the one downside of that setup is that the girls didn't quite get that that Saturday night spotlight that they normally were going to get. Right. But having four championship games in one day, I mean, it sets you up for – That's a long day, man. It's a long day if you're sitting on the couch watching hockey. Um, it's a long day if you're covering it. Um, but anyway, but just seeing seniors on the ice – you can just see everything in their emotions, whether it's gals or guys. And I know this is a gal show, but just like that's the last time you're going to wear that jersey. Yeah. I know. And it's it's tough. You know, it was tough in the semis because you see a kid, you're like, that's it. Quarterfinals, that's it. But, I mean, when you get to all the way to the finals and you're still just, I can't leave the ice. I just, I can't leave the ice. I remember I see, the one picture I remember, it was the Andover guys, and I know that was a quarterfinal loss. They lost to Maple Grove, but there was like six, seven guys just sat in the ice the whole time. They just could not go into the bench. It was like, this is it. And, you know, you want to be like, oh, come on, guys, tough it up, tough it up. But you're like, oh, my gosh, this this is it. No, that's it's an emotional time, and they don't want to get off the ice because they know as soon as they do, they're going to get chased out of the arena Yep, by – those on guard for lack of a better term there that's kind of how it was when we were trying to get a hold of kids uh after the championship games to do little interviews with them they were like okay well five minutes after they got off the ice we're getting kicked off i gotta call you from the bus or we're getting kicked out into the parking lot i'll call you when you get back to the school i mean there was virtually zero time between getting off the ice and getting on the bus and going back to uh to their arena for sure. Um, one more surprise that we talk about, and this is uh, – I wish we had more time to chat about this. Sammy Reber, 
best Sammy Reber. girls high school coach ever. Her resume certainly makes a case for it. Reber's been to five straight state finals. She's won four in the last five years, and she has a career record of 133-9-2. Now, Sean Reed won four state championships in Class A at Blake. I don't know what Sean's career numbers are. He's been around. He was around forever until he resigned last year. I'm assuming he's got, you know, north of 200 wins or so. We oh, already know sure. that Minnetonka head coach Tracy Cassano has more than 200 wins. Just ask her husband. He's got the Just ask her husband. He he kind of knows. <laughs> but uh, so win-wise, Sammy's not at the top. But four titles in five years, still hasn't lost 10 games in five years of coaching. I'd be willing to bet that there are more than a few Division One programs looking at her as a possible head coaching candidate. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Did you just stir up a pot of hot sports take? I don't think it's that hot of a take. I though. know, but I you mean, just, you know, sometimes you get to a pinnacle. Like, what do you do? I mean, there's team, there's gals, uh, coaches that have been there for, like, how long? And they bust their head against the wall, you know, and they're just like, oh, my God, I just cannot, I cannot win. I cannot get to state. I, when I get to state, we lose first round because we always have to play against Edina or Andover. And, like, oh, my gosh, this is our year. and Or I have to play against Warroad, have to play against Breck. And so it's – it's just crazy when you just you can see it. I mean, uh, they they get there all the time. So kudos to uh, Sammy and the Hornets uh, on another fabulous year. And and like I said before, um, when we got this thing started in January, we we're all going, oh, I hope this, I hope we go all the way. I hope we can go all the way. I hope we can go. And sure enough, that's what we did. We got all the way. Made it all the way. We, and here's the deal: if Sammy doesn't want to jump to a college program, which would be just awesome for the high school scene. Uh, the Edina 10A team went 24-4-3, finished number five in the YHH Now rankings. There are. The 12As won the state championship. Uh, the 12Bs won the state championship, I believe. And the 15As went 19-4. and four. I think there was more success on the, on the girls' youth than there was on the boys' youth in the state tournaments. In the state tournaments? E- no. Because PWA, Edina, PWAs, one state. Okay, there's one. So there's one. Okay, and you said 12As won it? Okay, so technically, no, because Edina Black or Edina Green won PWB1s. Okay, there you go. Aha! So Aha. They're, they're even. In any case, the so cupboard. You can fight over championships. <laughs> so I wish I had that problem, but no, I don't. Yeah. The cupboard right. is far from bare for the Hornets. All right, so let's go into our next speaking of Edina Hornets. Um, one of the Don Horace seniors, uh, Emma Connor, is one of the finalists for Miss Hockey. Yeah, I got one more note on the Class 2A tournament. Oh, backwards. We, ca- we can't gloss over okay, I will. Alexandria's oh, Jordan Kane. Oh, my Kane, gosh, it's right here. How do you forget that? Who makes 57 saves Woo. on 59 shots as the unseeded Cardinals fall to number three seed Minnetonka in double overtime. I was running the numbers yesterday. She is a finalist for our Girls Goalie of the Year award, and – her postseason performance was, I, I don't have another word for it. It was magical. She had 41 saves on 42 shots in the section semis against Brainerd Little Falls. Win, go to the section finals, make 37 saves on 38 shots in the section final against top-seeded Rozo. So they upset the number two seed in their section, upset the number one seed in their section, played the number three seed in the entire state tournament, and she made 57 saves. Dang, and she only gave up four goals in those three games. Four goals in those three games and faced 41, no, 42, 38, 
Like 135 shots? 57. Uh, my quick math here. Math. That's math. 137. Math. 137 shots. 137 saves goals. she made. I, I put, I don't know if those were shots or that's saves. That's shots. These were saves. So it's 41. That's so 139 shots. So that's, yeah, 135. That's how many saves she made. So 139 wow. shots. It's pretty good. <laughs> that was my last uh, my last note on the Class 2A tournament. Okay. Just for those one and outside, that's a that's a .971 goals uh, percentage. Against some of the best teams in the state. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well, speaking of the best, that's a great segue. Let's get back to our Miss uh, Hockey finalists. Uh, there was 10 uh, gals that were uh, – Put out there by Let's Play Hockey, uh, and they're down to a final five, which was announced on, I believe, the 26th. So it was like a day before the tournament, or the yeah, the quarterfinal started. I can't keep the announcements straight. There are so many when they whittle it down from 10 to 5. Yep, you do. And it, I kind of got lost a little bit just because we had so much going on. You had the, you know, the girls are going on the same time as the boys, you know, a little bit of a carry or, or, or overlap. So uh, here's the five finals, and these are going to be announced on, let's see, Saturday. There's a senior classics that's being played up at Coon Rapids Ice Center, so that's when they're going to do their announcements around the 3 o'clock mark, so stay tuned to YHH. They're hoping to be there live. They're still working on the uh, merits or the credentials of being there as they were able to be there for the Mr. Hockey, so I don't see a reason why we couldn't. Uh, But for the most part, uh, we're going to go through the top five that are left here for Miss Hockey and then give you who we think we're going to do it. So we'll start with uh, Udana's uh, Emma Connor. Um, she is going to be going to the University of Minnesota, and uh, she had 33 goals, 10 assists, and 43 points on the season. Uh, another great senior is a senior defender, uh, Rory Gilday from Minnetonka. Um, eight goals, 11 assists, and 19 points, but she was one of the best stoppers uh, in in the state. Uh, Rory is a commitment to go to Cornell uh, next year. She was a two-time captain for the Skippers, and um, you know, and she did come up, you know, I will say technically third place. She can, I don't know how they're doing that because they didn't have a consolation or third place <laughs> game, but I think they just get a participation. They probably do get one, but anyway, so a heck of a way. I mean, they win the double overtime game against Alexandria and then they, they lose to their arch rival Idana in a kind of a mismatch game for nothing. That one, I was a little more of a blowout than I was expecting, but anyway, uh, another super senior that's up for miss, uh, the, that made the final five is, uh, Peyton Hemp from, uh, Andover, who's also in that championship game. She got held off the scoring table. That was kind of a shocker. Yeah. Um, she had 33 points, 42 assists, 75 points for the season. She's going to be going to the University of Minnesota. And so another good one. Uh, two more we got for you is uh, Gino Hendrickson for Morrow. She's a senior forward, uh, 30 goals, 34 assists, 64 points. Definitely the best score, best machine that comes out of uh, Warroad. She's going to be going to Franklin Pierce next year. And then last but not least is Claire Vecic from uh, Grand Rapids Greenway, 32 goals, 30 of 6, 62 points for the Lightning of Grand Rapids Greenway. And she will be going to the Bemidji State University. She's also got to be one of the highest-scoring defenders in Minnesota girls' high school hockey history. I think she has over 200 career points. They could be. They, they have her down as a forward. They keep her down as a forward. So. Do they really? Yep, they do. They do. The only defender of the hockey finalist is uh, Rory. So Interesting. Yeah. All right, Tyler, you want to fire away with who you think is going to be Ms. Hockey? I just spit out a lot of stats. I thought for sure he'd be crunching the numbers right now. I'm just double-checking. You're double-checking your okay, numbers? Okay, maybe she is a forward. I thought she was a defender. They got her down as a forward. 
Eh, she's got like 200 career points anyway. I, I think um, if I'm going to go on a limb, I don't think it's too much of a limb. I really think that I think Peyton Hemp's going to be the Miss Hockey finalist. You think I, so? I think she's been on a top program to win the state last year, getting in this uh, championship game this year. She is a go-to, you know, three-time all-conference selection, two-time all-state selection. Um, and her name is always out there, and I know we're going the accolades of this year is what we should be doing. Um, but I really think that I think Peyton is going to be selected because of her leadership. Uh, we got to meet her in person, so I can speak personally. Um, she definitely is a leader. She's also very nice to talk to on the side, and she's also done some YHH work for us. So that was yeah. kind of fun to see her on the side. But, um, no, I, I think Peyton, of, of those five, um, nobody's a loser in that case. But I think of the five that shine the highest, I think it's going to be Peyton Hemp because of her scoring leadership, and she plays for a really good team. Yeah, she's got 118 goals, 253 career points. I got to go Peyton Hemp, too. I think Emma Connor put on a show in that championship game with the the key block in the final 10 seconds or whatever. But Peyton's got the numbers. She's got the Division One commit. She's competed internationally uh, for Team USA. So I'm going to go Peyton Hemp as well. Okay. No surprises on here. All right. Let's slide over to our senior, uh, senior Goalie of the Year award. Um, this is the first time they've done this, so this is kind of exciting for them. Is it, no, no is it's not the first. It's not no, their first no, no, it's not. Um, who was I thinking of one last year? Was it um, uh, Michaela Paul? No, she was a finalist. Mm. Who am I missing out? Who I'll won? check. I'm going to let you roll through them. Yeah, let I'm me roll through. I'm not going to spit out the numbers because goalies have a lot more numbers to spit out here. Um, but we'll start with Alexandra Pelic- uh, Pelici. I hope I'm saying that pronounced or uh, from uh, Prior Lake. Uh, she is committed to Harvard. Uh, not the greatest record for Prior Lake, but she definitely has uh, uh, been a really tough conference with a South Suburban uh, black and blue division that she plays in. Uh, another uh, player up for the award is uh, Maria Whedon from Burnsville. Um, she is going to be going to Gustavus next year. I do want to mention her record. She has a great record in Burnsville. They did get upset this year in the sections uh, by Eastview, so I thought I had them picked up to win the section. But, uh, but Maria's got a great record, 15-2-1, and 148. Uh, goals allowed, so definitely a, another good contender there. Uh, Bryn Dulock from uh, Minnetonka, she's going to be going to Cornell. She had a great season, obviously, with Minnetonka. She got upended by the, the mean green machine, if I can, in the semis against uh, Edina to um, hold her back from state championship. But Bryn, 11-3-3 three three this year, one two eight 8 uh, goals allowed. Uh, fourth goalie suspension is Abby Thompson from uh, Moundsview. Uh, she's undecided on her uh, college at this time. Uh, she had a, a nice record this year. She was 9-7-0 and 0, uh, for the Mustangs, uh, 1.8 uh, goals allowed and 944 uh, goal percentage, uh, save percentage, I should say. And last but not least is uh, Carly Green from Benilde St. Margaret. Uh, she is going to be going to St. Sacred Heart next year. She had a very nice record. I mean, she was 8-3-3 and had 098 goals allowed average with a 951 save percentage. It's pretty so, good. So there's your five finalists. As that got whittled down from 10 Jeez. I know. So much whittling. And I don't see a 2020 senior goalie of the year here. I see 2019 was Califrank. Califrank, yep. Maybe, okay, maybe, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Maybe I should look at the uh, the Miss Hockey Award page. Well, while you're, you're uh, dangling through stats, I'm going to kind of just go on a limb and just say I think – for the most part, I think this one is going to probably go to Bryn Dulock. Uh, she has been 
on a premier team. Um, she does have the numbers that back her up, too. I mean, she is one of the best uh, defenders. Uh, I mean, she has so many good defenders in front of her, too. But I think yeah. just because she's been ongoing, and I know it's based on this year's stats and this year's performance, but I think Bryn has um, definitely put some good numbers up there. Uh, and I think uh, she's just with a really good squad, top three most of the season. Um, if it was for Andover and, and Edina, she'd be in the top three as well. So Yeah, I mean, I want to go Bryn Dulac, but I think I'm going to go Carly Green. Ooh. I'm going to go Carly Green just to spice it up a little. No, I like just it. Just to spice it up. Uh, one quick note, Alex Polici. I didn't know she was committed anywhere, but apparently she's committed to Harvard. Yeah, she is. I did not know that. I That was brand new to me as well. So you was know, that, that couldn't have been recent. Well, uh, this Maybe is, it was. I this is this was printed on three twenty six. Okay. So So it's been a while. That's when the semifinals came out. So <laughs> So yeah. All right. So I've got Peyton Hemp and Carly Green and you've got Peyton Hemp and Bryn Dulac. I do. All, All right. right. Cool. Hopefully we get to stream that. I know, I'm hoping so. That'd be fun to watch. Let's play hockey. If they do it as well as and I don't know if they're able to do it the same way they did the boys, but that would, the the boys did a really nice job of being on a rink and having them sit out and have them sit on the bench and have their jerseys, and I think that it worked out really, really nice. To being on the ice, um, Katie Emmer did a nice job of emceeing that. Uh, you know, Chorsky does a nice job. They got some other people in there. It's cool to see some, uh, uh, like Henry Boucher got an award, Lifetime Achievement, which is kind of funny because I just finished his book. So oh, it's kind yes. of funny. Like, I just finished the book, and, oh, my gosh, there he is right there. Hey, there you are. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that the gals, um, they do the exact same thing with the gals. And, and again, the, the one of the big reasons they waited, there was some days that got thrown around a little bit um, was because the senior classics going on this weekend, and they were like, we have all five of these gals here. So uh, hopefully they'll do a great job and we'll be able to watch it. So They certainly deserve it. Oh, I mean, gosh. I hope at some point the Miss Hockey Award carries the same cachet that the Mr. Hockey Award does because it should. And it should also get the same treatment as an award ceremony as the Mr. Hockey Award. I know everybody goes, Mr. Hockey Award, it's been around forever. But... The girls deserve a banquet. The girls deserve guest speakers. The girls deserve the same pomp and circumstance that we've afforded the Mr. Hockey Award. So this year and going forward, they better match up, man. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. They better match up. Number okay. one, it's the right thing to do. Well, it and is. Number two, these young women have done just as much for the game of hockey in Minnesota as the Mr. Hockey Award finalists. These women have competed internationally representing Minnesota. These women have made the honor roll and won awards for this state on an international and at a national level. So it's uh, high time that Miss Hockey carries the same weight as Mr. Hockey. You know, I think it's going to happen. I think we're just going to... We're going to let it happen. Good. That's all we do. Let the rolls. All right, Better. folks. Uh, we're going to go a little short just because we, you know, all we did was want to talk about um, the state tournament and the finalists for Miss Hockey and the Senior Goalie Award. And now, it, instead of doing our three questions, that would be kind of fun to do kind of what Tony did with our, our high school kids. And we did 15 questions in 60 seconds. So we're going to see <laughs> how well Peter can do with 15 questions in 60 seconds. All right, fire away. What is your favorite pregame food or meal? Sunday night hockey. What's what's that go to? <laughs> what, what do I eat gas station sandwich? To, what do I eat before Sunday night hockey? Uh, rice. 
Perfect. What is your team's victory song? Or when you guys celebrate after a victory on Sunday nights over the Oval, what is your song that you guys play in the parking lot? Honestly, it's Malt Shop Oldies because the guy that books the ice is really old. So you'll be skating down the left wing, and all of a sudden Bobby Rydell will pop out going, Volare, whoa. Yeah, Perfect. so Malt Shop Oldies. Awesome. Uh, who do you Snapchat with the most? Lara, my girlfriend. Perfect. What is your favorite color? Black. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I am wearing black socks, black all pants, he does. black t-shirt, so black sweatshirt. All right. Besides your barn that you grew up in, which was at St. Bernard's, what is your favorite rink? So other than the State Fairgrounds Coliseum, which is where I played my high school games. Right. My favorite barn that I ever played in. Just favorite rink. Does you can I mean a lot of kids that's where you know they, they love going to Aldridge. Okay. Aldridge, because we used to pack that ish for Rice Street Cup. Right on. Uh, what was your favorite subject in school growing up? History. What was your least favorite subject? Literally anything that had to do with numbers. Math. Okay. Uh, what was your school's biggest? Who was your school's biggest rival? St. Agnes. Mm, what a bunch Agnes. of jabronis. <laughs> uh, what was your nickname or is your nickname? Odd Nuts. <laughs> oh Learning so much today. I love it. I like to think it's a play on Lug Nuts. Sure. That's what we're going to call it. All right. That's fine with me. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite birthday gift growing up as a kid? Favorite birthday gift. Um, my parents took me to Best Buy and let me pick out one video game, and I picked out NCAA Football 2004, oh, which I still play to You this still day. play it today? Yes. Yep. Uh, I'm going to skip that one because that's kind of goofy. Uh, who's one teammate on YHH who deserves to punch you in the face? Let's get John Hartman. Okay. He used to get made fun of a lot. Gotcha. Just too bad because high school kids are mean to each other. Yes, they are. Uh, one emoji that you use the most? I use the um, – the. it's not a smiley. Like, all the teeth are out. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I use that one a lot. Awesome. You're in a deserted island, and you can listen to only one artist. Who would it be? Mac Miller. Mac Miller. R.I.P. Okay. Uh, last question. Uh, who, how, who, who do the your players – play hockey for? Do they play for the squad or do they play for the fans? <sighs> Sunday nights, I'm, I'm sure you're packing. <laughs> I, th- I think we just play to get a little bit of exercise. Uh, on Sunday nights, we definitely play for each other because there's friggin' nobody there, but we have a good time with it. In high school, I think it was a mix of both. I mean, you four years of losing. I don't think we won more than 10 games. and it's like I, I never played on a particularly good Team in high school, I think you start playing for each other just because you like being around. Play for the squad, yeah, for sure. All right, you ready for me to roll through these with you? Sure, we'll give it a try. I'll see what I can do. All right, what is your favorite pregame food? Pasta, any pasta. What kind of sauce, white or red? Doesn't make a difference. All right, team's victory song. Uh, Team's victory song would have to be... um, Uh, team's victory song. You're running out of time. I know, let's go uh, in a big country where (laughs) dreams come true. Who do you Snapchat with the most? Uh, wow. Uh, probably my daughter. Nice. My, yeah, that's my daughter. Because that's how you communicate with your children. Yes, that's how you communicate with your kids when they're teenagers. What's your favorite color? Blue. Blue? I would have said green. Nope, blue. All right. Besides your barn, what's your favorite rink? Oh, boy, I'm going to give a shout-out to, um, I'm going to say it's a snake pit up in Greenway. That was my first YHH uh rink that I ever went to outside the metropolitan area and I was like oh my god this is Iron Ranch hockey and I got to sit up upstairs above the goal and I thought it was an absolute heaven still a good memory for me 
Nice. Um, favorite subject in school? Math. Really? Mm-hmm. Love math and numbers. Least favorite subject in school? Mm, chemistry. Okay. School's biggest rival? Uh, Rochester, because uh, he's either, either Rochester, Mayo, or John Marshall. Uh, what's your nickname? Hooch. Gotcha. Uh, favorite birthday gift growing up as a child? Oh, favorite. Well, uh, the one that I can think of at the top of my head would be this super cool cribbage board I got when I was in middle school. A cribbage board a you cribbage, got in middle school? Cribbage board. I think it was oh huge. It was, it was this big. Had different. Had red, green, and um, uh, blue lines for each team, and it was uh, you could play three three teams could play on that board. What'd you get for your birthday in high school? Indoor plumbing. No, no, we were, telephone. we were poor. We we're <laughs> no, I take it back. When you talk about high school, I remember getting uh, you two a sort of a homecoming, the cassette tape, and I thought I died and gone to heaven. Okay, that's better than indoor plumbing. Yep. Besides you, who's the best player in the state? Uh, Peter Odney. Oh, thanks, dude. One teammate deserves to punch you in the face. Tony Scott. Nice. One emoji you use most? <sighs> Probably the thumbs up. I always give people the thumbs up. On a deserted island, you can only listen to one artist. Who? Pearl Jam. Okay, what's your next one? Counting Crows. Gotcha. Play and then hockey. Fleetwood Mac. If that's and then, <laughs> okay, you want to round out your hat trick? <laughs> yep. Uh, play hockey for the squad or for the fans, Todd? <sighs> Do you direct tournaments for the players or for the parents? Oh, boy, oh, boy. There's some crackpots out there. So <laughs> I love the kids, and you do play for the boys and the girls, but I, I like to play music for the fans because uh, it does keep the energy going in the building. Gotcha. Well, we hit 37 minutes. I didn't think we were going to get this far, but, Todd, no. it's been an honor sharing a headset with you. Maybe we'll uh, we'll throw one random episode out during the summer, but for right now I, I'm signing off for the 2021 season. There it goes. Peter, thanks again for a great season. Thanks for your insight your knowledge, your support, holding my hand when times are tough. <laughs> we can't hold hands. COVID. That's true. Yeah, I'm six feet apart. Hey, <laughs> folks, thanks again so much for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. And it never, ever will be. So please take care of yourself and each other. We will talk to you next time. Be cool. Used to be a fool, all about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.